Senator from Maryland. Consent that my full statement be included in the record. Without objection. Mr. President, uh, constitutional experts will be debating President Trump's misconduct for generations to come. But I think they'll reach consensus as to the misconduct of the United States Senate in the Trump impeachment. This is the first time in the history of impeachment that no witnesses and documents were allowed to be called by the United States Senate. It violates the Constitution in the impeachment trial of Donald Trump by its failure to hold a constitutionally, a constitutionally fair trial. I had the opportunity at one time to present as, house, as a House manager an impeachment case here in the United States Senate on a district court judge by the name of Nixon. And I remember when I appeared before the Senate, I was cautioned immediately. Even though Judge Nixon had been convicted in a criminal court of a bribery type of an offense, that it was incumbent for us to present the witnesses and documents in the United States Senate, that the Senate would conduct its own record in regards to the proceedings. And yet here, we are not having witnesses in the president impeachment trial. We have some help from the Supreme Court on this. In the Nixon case, the Richard Nixon versus U.S. case, the, there was a concurring opinion by Justice White. Justice White said that the term try, as used in Article I, Section 3, Clause 6, meant that the Senate should conduct a proceeding in a manner that a reasonable judge would deem a trial. We failed to conduct a constitutionally fair trial here in the United States Senate. And we can look to the president's own counsel here for help in evaluating our own conduct of this trial. House counsel, uh, uh, President's counsel Philpin said that you need to cross-examine witnesses in order to get to the truth. We had no witnesses under oath, no witnesses cross-examined. And the, the, the tragedy here, if the president's acquitted, it'll always be a question as to whether this was a legitimate trial here in the United States Senate. Let me just spend a moment to compare the impeachment proceedings on, on President Clinton versus those of President Trump. In President Clinton, there was a trial in the Senate. It was acknowledged to be fair. Witnesses were called. President Clinton and his administration officials had testified under oath subject to cross-examination. President Clinton showed remorse for his conduct and apologized for his misconduct. And President Clinton's misconduct was personal in nature. Compare that to President Trump. He blocked all witnesses and documents, and then through counsel prevented the Senate trial from calling any witnesses or producing any documents. He has never shown any remorse, even though may, most senators here know that what he did was wrong. He has shown no remorse whatsoever. And his misconduct was the abuse of his office for personal gain to get a foreign power to help in his election campaign. Let me go through Article 1 briefly. Article 1 states that he solicited a foreign government, Ukraine, to interfere in the 2020 elections by publicly announcing investigations that would benefit his reelection, conditioned on official U.S. government acts of significant value to Ukraine. Now, the House managers have submitted a voluminous amount of information that supports that, and I refer to that in my attached statement, so I won't spend the time here to go through that. But even the full record, which is enough to establish uh, the charges, 
There's other issues that, that, that add to the president uh, committing these acts. First, the president issued, as I've mentioned before, a blanket uh, obstruction to any witnesses with firsthand knowledge of the president's conduct in these articles from providing testimony here in the United States Senate. Yes, we can infer that if the president had exculpatory witnesses, he would have produced those exculpatory witnesses. Secondly, the president's impeachment attorney, uh, Mr. Succolo, said, and I want to quote, you cannot view this case in vacuum, end quote. And I agree. President has consistently misrepresented the facts and defamed anyone who challenges him. Let me just give you one concrete example, the Mueller investigation, which has been cited in this impeachment trial. The president denies Russians' initial involvement into our elections. He resisted efforts to hold Russia accountable. He defamed the reputation of the special counsel. He willfully imp impeded the investigation. He attacked the integrity of our intelligence and law enforcement agencies. And he claimed wrongfully that the investigation exonerated him. He's done that over and over again. The findings of the report speak to a, to a contrary conclusion. It says Russia interfered in our elections, 2016 elections, in a sweeping and systematic fashion. It says, and I quote, if we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. There's numerous instances where the president may have obstructed justice, but we left the further pursuit of that to Congress or a prosecutor after he leaves office. The president's pattern since he's taken office is to mislead, misstate facts and to act as a bully against those who have anything to say against him that he does not like. It makes it easier for us to understand how the scheme, the legal scheme in Article I un unfolded. I have one additional fact uh, of why this points to, to, to establishing the facts. The president consistently has shown no remorse. He continuously tells us that the summary of the July 25th shows a perfect call. We know how controversial that call was. It was far from perfect. Now, the next hurdle was, is this an impeachable offense? And I concluded that it was. That it's an abuse of power, which is an abuse of trust, which is clearly what our founders intended as a high crime and misdemeanor in office. Now, the president's own analysis of this leads to, to, that to the only conclusion that abuse of power must be an impeachable offense. I say that because we had the president's counsel, once again, uh, Professor Dershkowitz, who tells us that if it's not an abuse of power, it's not an impeachable offense, where that could that lead? And Professor Dershkowitz said, your election is in the public interest. If a president does something which he believes will help him get elected to the public, elected in the public interest, that cannot be the kind of quid pro quo that results in impeachment. Well, that's an absurd situation if you adopt the logic of the president's counsel that abuse of power is not an impeachable offense. It clearly is an impeachable offense. The president's conduct has jeopardized America's global leadership in promoting our values. Our values are our strength. I thought it was very telling the conversation of Ambassador Volker with Mr. Yermak, who is the principal dep uh, counsel to President Zelensky of Ukraine, when Mr. Ambassador Volker said, uh, don't start an investigation in Ukraine on your opponent in your election because that will sow this division in your community. And Mr. Yermak responded, you mean like asking us to investigate Clinton and Biden? President's, 
President Trump's conduct has endangered our national security, our global leadership on American values. Now, in Article 2, this is a lot easier, obstruction of Congress, because the facts clearly establish that the president's blanket obstruction, which he orchestrated, uh, denying any access to individuals or documents in order to facilitate a cover-up of, of what was uncovered under Article 1 of the Articles of Impeachment, it's essential for Congress to carry out our responsibilities to be able to get that type of information from the president. It's exactly what the framers of our Constitution, when they developed the checks and balances in our system, intended, that there would be no branch that would have absolute power. We do not have a monarch. So President Trump crossed the line, his personal interest over the country's interests. He used the power of his office for his own personal benefit. No one is above the law. We must act to protect the Constitution and our democratic system of, of government. It's with a heavy heart that I will support both articles of impeachment. I yield the floor.